Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It breaks into Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, where do you land on the fat spectrum? From small fat to super fat and beyond. Plus, a new genre of music, domestic abuse core, the world's first triceracock baby, and Vlad talks to a pervert in a teeny-weeny bikini. All this was your voicemails today. Okay, Target. With Tim Henson. Timothy Henson is charged with killing two people on Highway 101 over the holiday weekend. The vagina is full of AIDS. I want your fluids. It's called Distorted View Daily, and it will rip your mind. Yes, Tim Henson, back here with you, doing a show for everyone on this fine Wednesday. If you do not follow me on social media and you are not a Sideshow member... You're kind of in the dark regarding what has happened since Monday's podcast. Meat is very upset that I have featured his song and has formally requested that I remove it. You'll notice the episode of DV is still available. The song is still included in the show, and that's not going to change. However, I did invite Mead on the podcast to explain his side of the story, have a nice civil conversation. I am not going to be a dick to him. I just want to give him the mic and let him explain why he recorded the song, why he pulled the song from the internet, why he's not happy with the end result. Uh, So the proverbial ball is in Meade's court. He's currently praying on the situation, asking God if uh, coming on DV is the right move or not. (laughs) Meade, of course it's a good idea. Go on Tim Henson's podcast. I command it. This is your God. Look at me answering your prayers. Yeah, I don't think you're the god that Mead prays to, but thank you, Satan. What are you talking about? I'm not Satan. I'm God, creator of everything. I made the world in six days. 
Then I rested on the seventh like a bitch. You know what Satan was doing on the seventh day? Same thing he does every day. Some cool evil shit. Resting's for pussies. He's such a square man. You know what I do when I get tired? A little bump of coke. Then I'm right back on the dance floor. Grinding my dick up against hot girls' assholes to some funky beats. Funky beats, eh? Yeah, I did most of my partying in the 70s. Wait, are you still pretending to be God or are you coming clean now and admitting you're Satan? Oh, you got me, Tim. You know I can't lie to you. Really? No, I can. That was a lie. Well, it's definitely Satan. Master Master of of deceit. deceit. Jinx! You owe me a corpse dug up from a cemetery and placed on a pentagram drawn on the floor and offered up to me in the name of all that is evil. That, that's not how we do things up here. Typically, I just have to buy you a Coke. Fuck yeah, we going partying tonight? Grinding up against some bitches? Not that kind of Coke, Satan. A soft drink. Fucking lame. And you are on fire today. I'm in a good mood. The pandemic's pretty much over with. Well, in the United States... White boy summer! I kind of thought you of all people would uh, be enjoying the pandemic and would want to see it uh, extend even longer. You know, it's killing a lot of people. You're all about death. Sure, a good number of those who have died uh, have ended up in hell. Yeah, well, they're not really the caliber of souls I'm looking for. What do you mean? It's the wheezing and the coughing, Tim. It's driving me up the wall. The people who have died of the coronavirus because they can't breathe still can't breathe when they get down to hell? Yeah, I mean, it's, kind of, it's great. It's torture for them, but it's also torture for me. That's all you hear. In the coffin. Gasping for air. You hear that coming from one or two people, it's hilarious. I mean, I can really get off to those sounds, but it is constant. It's a chorus of millions of people wheezing gotten to the point where I can't hear the screams of the other tortured souls. Been drowned out. Please, everyone, get your vaccines. Satan is recommending you get the vaccine. Not the Johnson & Johnson one. No, they they say that it's okay, that Johnson & Johnson vaccine is fine. That's for poor people. Not for poor people. Team Moderna! I got Pfizer. Yeah, you won't have any complications with the Pfizer vaccine for a few years. What? I'm not supposed to tell you what happens in the future, but this is too funny not to. People who took the Pfizer vaccination are going to suffer from hardening rectal walls. They dry out. Your body doesn't produce anything to uh, help your shit slide out of your ass. You're going to have painful bowel movements for the rest of your life, which is going to be shortened due to your impacted colon. That's another side effect. So look forward to that, buddy boy. Great. Thank you, Satan, for the heads up on that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Satan. Satan away. It's been a while since we had a a nice uh, long chat with Satan. If you want to hear all of my thoughts regarding the uh, current mead situation, uh, sign up for the Sideshow, superfreaksideshow.com, and listen to yesterday's podcast. Let's move on with some new stuff for today. Freaks, uh, we have talked about this before. It's the result of the culture we're currently living in. This idea that everyone's opinions are valid. No one can accept criticism. We've got to baby and coddle everyone no matter how dumb their thoughts are. Everyone wants to feel heard. I blame Twitter. People started offering up their their tiny little short bursts of thoughts 
putting it out there into the ether, and they started believing their own bullshit. I may be fat, but I'm healthy. I don't care what my doctor says. And then, you know, she received a couple hundred likes on that stupid Twitter post, all from other fat individuals with impulse control problems. All of a sudden, the the person who wrote that tweet was like, oh, my God, I'm on to something. I'm now a fat-tivist. Some stupid bitch with no medical training, no formal knowledge of anything she's talking about. All she has is one-liners. That's what she's armed with. Your medical test may say pre-diabetic, but your tweets say fat is fabulous. What would you rather hear? If you're a fat person, what would you rather hear? If you don't lose weight, you're going to lose some toes? Or big is beautiful, baby. Guys, I'm telling you this. I'm speaking as a fat person. That isn't fabulous. It ain't pretty. There are reasons why people are fat, and it pretty much boils down to inactivity and eating too much. Just hearing those two things, that's what causes weight gain. (laughs) Doing nothing and eating a lot. Does that sound healthy? So, I I mean, I have no idea how these people are saying they're living a healthy lifestyle while being fat. And when doctors point out you're in medical peril, rather than process that information and do something about it, something productive, you go back on Twitter and say you felt personally attacked and your doctor is fat phobic. We've played some of these idiots before. They always get on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube crying about how they're a minority. They need a new doctor that is uh, fat-friendly, whatever. Uh, TV listener Pgasm in the Discord provided some new links. And as you can tell from this preamble, it has really set me off. Pgasm's video is getting me all riled up. All right, so here is Michelle Elman. She is fat. Hey friends, if you've not been here before, my name is Michelle Elman, and I make videos on body positivity and self-love. Oh, and today- body positivity. That's another term that was obviously coined by a woman whose body type most closely resembles a Macy's Thanksgiving Day float. Her shape can only be described as bulbous. And self-love. And today I'm going to talk about advocating for yourself in a doctor's office. I am quite experienced in a doctor's office, having had 15 surgeries. Ah, I wonder why you've had so many medical problems. That's kind of what it comes down to, right? I don't know this whole woman's history. I didn't watch the whole video. And I'm not saying, like, everything that has gone wrong with her is because she's fat. But, like, if you go to a doctor's office and you're like, I can't walk. My feet hurt when I walk. My back hurts. I passed out when I was driving. And then the the doctor's like, well, uh, you are overweight. That puts a lot of strain on your feet. That's in your back. That's what's happening there. What? Are you calling me fat? Are you fat shaming me? I'm going to jump around this video. She gives some tips for fat people when they go to the doctor. If you are feeling body shamed, if you are feeling fat shamed, then you're completely within your right to ask for someone who will be able to treat you without having fat bias or weight stigma or making you feel bad. Number three, remember you are an expert in your own body. No, no one is an expert in their own body. That's got to be probably like the number one pet peeve of doctors. Patients who think they know what's wrong with them because they Googled it. That's how one becomes an expert in their own body, right? I've done that before. Like, you know, you find a weird lump on your body or something, and you've convinced yourself it's cancer. Then you go to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, you were bit in your sleep by, like, an insect. Or it's an ingrown hair. It's no big deal. Calm the fuck down. 
So yeah, you you might be an expert in your body in the sense like if you feel like something's wrong, like you know when you feel bad, you don't know what's going on with you. You need to, that's why you're going to the doctor. I've had to go to five doctors once to get the proper diagnosis, and every single doctor before that told me it was just because I needed to lose weight. I wonder if that's a case where the doctor was like, you know, if you lose 20 pounds, we won't have to put you on medicine for whatever it is going on with you. There's a couple ways we can deal with this. One, you could be on uh, medicine for the rest of your life, or go out for a fucking half-hour walk every day. Lose a few pounds. Uh, Then you'll be done. You'll, You'll be cured. Pegasm also shared a link to an Instagram account named Fat Fab Feminist. I don't like any of those three parts of that name. It all spells insufferable cunt to me. Let's see what she has to say here. Oh, she's a big, big girl. So in one of my other videos, I use the term small fat. I got a lot of responses to that. Uh, that's not a thing, right? That That's a made up term. And isn't that kind of counterproductive to the whole fat is fab movement? You're basically saying that you're you're smaller than other fat people. And smaller, of course, means better. I think that's a fat phobic term. And this woman should be shunned. Cancel her. Cancel the fat fab feminist. She's using divisive terminology to separate and categorize fat people when all fat people are fabulous. In one of my favorite books of all time, Microsurfs by Douglas Copeland, uh, the, the, one of the characters goes to the doctor. He's, he's like a, a nerdy guy, right? A thin guy, but he goes to the doctor or maybe it was the gym. He was going to start working out and one of the trainers uh, you know, checked his fat, BMI, all that crap, made an inward gasp and said, you're what's known as a skinny fat person. You're skinny, right? You're, you don't weigh a lot, but uh, any meat on your bones is not muscle. It's all fat. And that was such a good descriptive term for what was going on with my body in my uh, teens and 20s. I was thin. I could eat whatever I wanted. However, what what was inside of me was <laughs> was fat. It just... Uh, just hadn't really exploded yet. I got a lot of responses to that, and I realized that it's probably because most people haven't heard that term before. Yeah, because it's some bullshit a fat person made up. So as we all know, fatness exists on a spectrum. So fat people have created... Like autism. Or, you know, the the chicken wing hotness scale at BW3s. Trying to use some examples fat people might know. I realized that it's probably because most people haven't heard that term before. So as we all know, fatness exists on a spectrum. So fat people have created terminology that will help explain the different parts of the spectrum a little bit better. This is a little easy chart uh, made by fatlip.ash on Instagram. A small fat is a 1 to 2x or um, lower than an 18, basically. So a small fat is a 1 to 2x typically, um, and they're an 18 or lower, usually between a 14 and an 18. And because Wait, wait a second. So you're going by dress sizes that that's what the scale is small fat is if you're a 1x or a 2x or at torrid a 0 0 to 1 like this is the ma- the most fat phobic spectrum i think i've ever seen you're you're classifying fat people based on the sizes of the the clothes they're wearing these people are the smallest they're typically the more acceptable type of fat um they're also usually the ones at the forefront of the body positivity oh my god i'm looking at this fatness spectrum there's small fat mid fat and then super fat for fat liberation movement because the smaller you are the more privilege you have over the people who are larger than you then it goes mid fat which is a two to three It's all about privilege. I really, truly believe a lot of people are looking for a way to classify themselves as a victim, right? They see black people using words like uh, white privilege 
which I believe is a real thing. I mean, you know, come on. There's there's still a lot of racism out there. It's just it's just obvious, right? But then then you start getting into like uh, straight privilege, right? Gay people are like, ah, that's straight privilege. There's probably some truth to that. Like, you know, straight people saying, I don't want to hire that queer. I don't want to have to listen to him on the phone, snaking up the words. that drive me up the wall. Yeah, there are homophobic people out there in the world. And they're dicks. And they should be called out. Yada, yada, yada. You know what? This is kind of like a spectrum. You got, like, black people dealing with racism. That's a real problem. Then as the... As the scale continues, then you got gay people dealing with homophobia, which is you know still bad, but it's not as bad as what black people have to deal with. And then several, many clicks down the spectrum is uh, this this fat stuff. Black people are getting lynched. And meanwhile, fat people are like, that woman gave me a dirty look. She made a comment about my short shorts. Okay, the struggle is real. All right, uh, by the way, this fatness spectrum, I forgot to mention, there is one last extreme stop on the scale. So we've got small fat, mid fat, jumbo fat, or whatever the third one is. And then last we get to infinifat. I'm sorry. Infinifat. Satan with the assist. 6X or higher when it comes to clothing. These are the women who suffer the most because they find it difficult to find anything that fits, even online. This size often requires custom sizing. You're not so much dressing these women as you are tarping them. Again, I have to reiterate, I'm fat. It's not normal. But the best way to to know if something is ordinary, I guess, um, is you, you look to nature. Here in the human realm... You know, we're watching fucking freak shows on TLC. Thousand pound sisters. My 600 pound life. Stuff like that. Have you ever seen an obese elephant? I have it. Now, I I have seen occasionally, once in a while, you'll see in the wild, you know, uh, like a squirrel or something that looks really big. Probably has a fucking tumor. I I guess there are cases of obese animals out in the wild, but it's not common at all. Am I being fat phobic here? I'm sorry if I am, but I, but I guess I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Here's one more clip from the fat fab feminist giving some dating advice, I think. As a fat woman, a lot of time, guys will come up to my friends and I and will flirt with my sinner friends. Now, whatever comes out of her mouth next is solely because she's angry the guy didn't talk to her didn't flirt with her. So she's going to some she's going to make it about her being fat. That's why the guy didn't talk to me. Didn't flirt with me. Maybe you're not that interesting. Maybe you just have a shitty personality. There are other reasons why a guy's not going to flirt with you. So many times they won't even look me in the eye. They will talk to my friends and pretend like I'm not there. That is a shitty thing to do. But you know what? I've experienced that too. And I wasn't even fat at the time. Maybe I just don't look friendly to people. But even when I was like uh, out with Lord Douche and uh, someone he knew, came, you know, come up and talk to him or something, they wouldn't even acknowledge my existence. It, it just happens sometimes. And that immediately tells me that that person doesn't respect me. So men who don't respect women, they don't find fuckable. Everyone who does not say hi to me in public thinks I'm unfuckable. 
sounds about right. That does kind of anger me. Um, they don't respect women. Like, straight up, they do not respect women. Because um, if they don't respect a woman they're not attracted to, then they're just trying to be kind to you because they want to get into your pants. If you have a fat friend and she gets bad vibes from a guy, listen to her. She is right. There's an interesting blanket statement. All fat women are like fucking oracles. If you get a vibe from a fat woman, please obey or your life is in danger. Look, if I can uh, speak to guys, she does have a point here. You're some dude and, you know, you're walking up. You, you find a pretty girl that you want to talk to and she's in a group with her friends. Speak to her friends, too. You want to come off as a nice guy. I mean, obviously, you're going to pay more attention to the girl that you like. That's fine. But include the other fatties, the uggos. You kind of want them on your side. You know, so when they, when they run off talking about you, the, the fat girls are like, oh, yeah, he's super nice. Plus, you know, if the pretty girl you're talking to has uh, some issues, sees you talking to her friends, it might uh, spur some competition. Back off, bitches! He's mine! You know, like that that type of behavior. Get her really wet for you, you know. That's right. Take straight dating advice from Tim. I can't think of a worse possible thing you could do. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about over here. Uh, let's move on. A couple more short clips because we're already running late. I've got so much. I've got Jesse Lee Peterson. We haven't talked about him recently. Got audio of uh, Jesse. You're going to have to tune into tomorrow's Sideshow exclusive program. But uh, real quick, before we get into the news today, TV listener and Discord member Hormone Therapy, Hormone spelled W-H-O-R-E, Hormone, M-O-A-N, nice, Hormone therapy has found a new genre of music that doesn't happen every day. He calls it domestic abuse core. And yeah, I'm interested. Got a few examples here. First up, the song RPG, My Son to Son. I want to tell you about my son. He's so smart and he's so dumb. Very big brain, but do haram. Never praying, only fun. Talking girl on Instagram. He bring police to my door front. That's why I beat my son. That is why I beat my son. I want to tell you about my son. He's so smart and he's so dumb. Very big brain, but do haram. Never praying, only fun. Talking girl on Instagram. He bring police to my door front. That's why I beat my son. That is why I beat my son. Beat him hard and make him mad. Oh, RPG is in rocket propelled grenade. I should have known that when I heard it was like a Middle Eastern type song. How about we move on? This is Roman Brick with uh, his song, I Beat My Wife. Straight to the point there. I come home and I beat my wife. I come home and I beat my kids. And I beat my kids all night You better believe I beat them to play Fortnite Cause I don't like Fortnite I like to beat my kids I beat my kids so much They have bruises And when my wife comes out She tries to hide From my alcoholic fits Every single night I don't have a This sounds like a kid who is working through some daddy issues Job sounds like jonah hill doesn't he that song is i beat my wife hormone therapy also provided a link to a song called i beat my dick 
think maybe he just did a YouTube search for Beat My. Now this song I kind of like. From the pussy like it's chicken. Filet! Dick yummy like it's chocolate. Gourmet! From the pussy like it's chicken. Filet! Dick yummy <laughs> like it's chocolate. Yes. Gourmet! Beat my dick all- This is Sticky, uh, Sticky Sean. All day and night. Fuck X bits, porn pop for my. My sheets hella sticky like days egg white. Watch girls beat they pussy like a day no white. Uh, this is I Beat My Dick featuring Refugee, Lil Pandemic Supreme, and Ginger Snaps. Hormone says the last few seconds of the song are particularly offensive. He said, you have to listen very closely. He's saying, I don't like poor people. I don't like black people. They're like a sequel to Colored White. Sands under White White powers right, which is funny because I don't think any of these guys are white. They look uh, Hispanic to me, or maybe Asian. I think they were Asians. I think it was an Asian gang or something. I saw someone. He looked Asian, and he was speaking another language. I'm pretty sure it was Asian. The, uh, the only thing I remember from the movie The Cable Guy. That dumb scene. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news right now. Hey, if you like Distorted View Daily and all of this stupidity the show contains, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this thing since December 2004. There are thousands of past shows for you to discover more importantly every week we do new exclusive podcasts yesterday was an exclusive show tomorrow i've got another one it's a great time to sign up memberships very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month even less when you opt for a quarterly semi-annual yearly or lifetime membership don't forget there are other ways to support the program we've got a patreon account patreon.com slash distorted view you can pledge as little as a dollar over there every little bit helps Thank you to all of my patrons. And of course, Sideshow members, you are the reason this show continues. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, we did it, humanity. Finally, a baby boy with three penises is the first ever reported case of human trifalia, a condition in which three cocks form during embryonic development. The next stage in human evolution is here. Teat dicks. In the future, I envision a world where whores crave so much cum, there aren't enough men to keep their thirst satiated. The only possible way enough cum will be able to drench the innards of bitches worldwide will be if men start growing multiple penises. Porn is about to get a whole lot more interesting as soon as this baby turns 18, of course. Could you imagine a scene where a guy is sucking his own dick 
while a man and a woman are also sucking his other dicks. Or one of his dicks is inside of a pussy, another one of his penises is in a butthole, and a third one is receiving oral. Or, oh my God, three dicks in one pussy. There are just so many new avenues we get to explore. I am just so excited for the future. Fuck hoverboards and flying cars and shit. I want to see what happens when this boy becomes a man and really starts using that dick. The other possibility, of course, is this baby boy is an Indian god. Don't those things always have like a bunch of arms or legs or whatever? This is Dikshnu, the god of triple anal action. Crazy ethnic people. This show is so dumb and offensive. After all these years, haven't grown up at all. The child, first seen by doctors as a three-month-old, was from Duhok. That's not a city. That's an alien from Deep Space Nine. Pretty sure. Uh, Duhok, Iraq. <laughs> I want to spit when I, when I pronounce that. He underwent surgery to remove two of the phalluses. What? How could you do that? This is how God created him. He had such potential. How would you even decide which penis to cut off? Do you go by length, like the biggest, like the longest penis you keep, or the girthiest? You probably just kept the one that actually works. Boring. Oh, I am just so disappointed in how this is all playing out. I guess I should have read further than the the first line, because the second sentence is where it all falls apart. All right, uh, yeah, he underwent surgery to remove two of the phalluses, which were small projections at the base of the penis and scrotum. That's how I'm going to start referring to my cock. I kind of hope Lord Douche and I break up just so I can uh, create a a new online profile. You're going to love the small projection at the base of my scrotum. All right. uh, The third phallus was in the usual location for a guy that's in his hand, right? (laughs) Distorted View Daily. Come for the comedy. Leave disappointed. According to a case study published in the International Journal of Ick, the boy was doing well at a follow-up visit a year after surgery. Extra or supernumerary penises are a rare congenital condition. That's why you keep them. You don't cut them off. Occurring only once every five to six million live births. My question is how many dead babies are born with extra cocks? And is that the reason why they died? So long it wrapped around their necks? Strangled them. All right, uh, the level of development of these extra phalluses differ in different individuals. In the case of the child in Iraq, the two additional penises contained the erectile tissue, which became engorged with blood during arousal. They were, so they were like functioning cocks. Oh, this is killing me. As well as a tissue called corpus spongiosium or something, which helps support the uh, urethra, the tube with which urine passes. The extra penises didn't have urethras, though. This made surgical removal of the extra organ simple. I would have waited till this kid grew up, and then he could decide what he wanted to do with his penis. It's his penis. It's the same thing we say about uh, circumcision now, right? Shouldn't Shouldn't the baby have the final say with what happens with its foreskin? Oh, how awesome would it have been if this kid would have kept his three dicks, right? And then he could have 
uh, circumcised at least one of his dicks, and he could have experienced what it felt like to to fuck with an uncircumcised penis with the foreskin and a cut dick, and then he could finally tell us what feels better. Science made a real blunder uh, cutting off this poor kid's dick. Not much is known why these uh, extra penises occur, said John Martin, an anatomy professor at the... Like, why even bother talking to this guy then? He says he doesn't know. Talks about one case that he saw of a man that uh, had two penises, diphalia. The man who died at age 84 had two full-size phalluses with a urethral opening between them at the base. That's kind of weird. The donor didn't make any mention of the condition of his body donation forms. Well, that's weird. He's like donating his penis to science. Oh, this is why. Okay, because he has two of them. He had two children. Oh, my God. So his penises work. The researchers don't know whether they were biological or whether any reproductive technologies were necessary for the man to have children. He died in the early 2000s, so when he was growing up, surgery wasn't an option, perhaps, Martin said. It's just very different from today, where anything like that would have been detected early on, and most likely surgery would have been done. So sad. People are too quick to go under the knife, I feel. Keep your penises. Try cock pride. And, you know, if this baby you know, grew up and then decided he didn't want his penises, he could have donated the extra to someone in need, like me. <laughs> I would love a bigger penis. Uh, Or maybe the guy in this next story. Oh, my God. This is perfect. A man in Brazil reportedly had his penis and testicles cut off and fed to wild pigs. I mean, there's no coming back from that. They're not going to recover the penis and sew it back on after it's been chewed up by pigs. He is in desperate need of, of a new penis, and now he can't get one because how many extra penises are just lying around or in deep freeze storage or whatever? The unidentified 36-year-old was punished by a woman's boyfriend and cousin after being accused of attacking her whilst drunk. They say he tried to rape uh, this woman who was his niece. Oh, okay, wow. The two uh, suspects have since been arrested whilst the man was taken to the hospital on April 19th where medics treated his horrific injuries. Although he has given a statement to the police, it's unclear whether he will be arrested and face charges for the alleged rape. The offender allegedly got drunk in his hometown and attempted to have sex with his niece. She reportedly managed to fight off his advances, and she fled the scene before the accused, then staggered home and went to sleep. He should have locked his door. Reports suggest that instead of alerting the police, the 20-year-old woman's boyfriend and his cousin were enraged, and they were determined to get revenge, so they proceeded to ask the man... If he could join them in a nearby sugarcane field, that, that that doesn't seem suspect, does it? Hey, meet us out here in the middle of nowhere, a sugarcane field, where they plan to neuter some pigs. Sounds legit. When the man turned up, the two men attacked him, and after beating him unconscious, they removed his trousers, hot, and proceeded to cut off his penis and testicles. When he came around, the man was horrified by what happened. That's the correct response you're supposed to feel. Uh, and managed to struggle home where he raised the alarm. He was taken by ambulance to a hospital 31 miles away from his house, where shock medics were able to stop the bleeding and save his life, although this guy probably doesn't want to live. Surgeons then struggled to reconstruct his urinary tract. It probably would have been a whole lot easier if they had a spare penis in the fridge. Just saying. 
the surgeon said there was no hope of replacing anything that he lost. See? According to a local police officer, the force searched for the missing organ but didn't find it, believing it had indeed been eaten by the animals. Surgeon Philippe Lobo, who treated the man, said, It was like something out of a scene from a Dante novel. His penis and scrotum had been severed. His external genitalia were completely missing. All we could do was stem the bleeding, give him a blood transfusion, and clean the wound. The man is now on antibiotics and will be able to leave the hospital in four days. The case is still being investigated by local police. Finally, today, we turn our attention back here to the great U.S. of A. Got a very, very short story, but it's um, it's too distorted view worthy to pass up. Story comes from Lodi Township, Michigan. A property line dispute between neighbors in southeast Michigan has led to the construction of um, a fence of sorts. Not a wooden fence or even a a chain-link fence. No, this 200-foot-long wall is of poop. It's a poop wall, specifically cow manure. The manure is normally spread out on the farmer's field next door, said Wayne Lamberth, who owns the adjacent property in Lodi Township. Now the turds are piled as a smelly reminder of a property line dispute from last year. The stench permeates Lambarth's rental house near the property line. Complaints have been lodged, but local officials say there's nothing they can do since the feces is technically on the farmer's property. And when asked to comment, the farmer was like, hey, it's not a poop wall. He takes offense to that. Uh, It's not a poop wall, the farmer said. It's a compost fence. It's a much nicer term. There you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right. Let's check in with you freaks. See how you're doing. There are many ways to contact the show. Our voicemail line is 206-666-4463. If you spell out those numbers, which is a weird way of saying it, uh, it uh, reads 206-66-O-H-G-O-D. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's our Oh, God voicemail line. There are many other ways to contact me. Got an email address. Yeah. You mean fucking business. We got ourselves an email address. Show at distortedview.com. Find me all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Big Scat Papa on FetLife. Toucan Tim on Furfinity. And your little bitch Tamina on DeviantArt. I take commissions. I paint with my little cocklet. All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's get right into the voicemails. I'm actually going to play a couple of Patreon uh, calls. If you pledge at least $5 over there, patreon.com slash distortedview, you gain access to a special voicemail where I will play your calls first. And we have a few of those to get to. Dear Timothy Shane Henson, my name is Emily, she, her. It has come to my attention that you were offended by... I quote, angry feminist speak poetry. I speak for all women when I say that all the times that you, angry white men, have offended us is what should be getting attention. Podcasts like yours invalidate our struggle. But fear not, I am here to help you out and let you know what you can do to improve. As a struggling disabled queer woman myself, I will be taking donations, so... Are you calling me a disabled queer woman? 
You're like, as a disabled queer woman myself, not a competition, but I'm way more disabled than you. I can't function as a normal human being. I've heard the show. A woman myself, I will be taking donations, so you can help me move out of my parents' home. There's a big tweet with my PayPal info at twitter.com slash Emily underscore BLM ACAB trans women are real women. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we all got that. Tim, I know your heart is in the right place. And don't you dare tell me where my heart is at. You don't know me. If you don't donate to the oppressed, what are you even using your platform for? So, dear listeners, please check your privilege and help me to buy a new MacBook Pro by the end of the week. Thank you so much. Why do you need it so quickly? All right, well, there you go. If you want to donate, uh, you can find her at twitter.com slash Emily underscore PLMACA, I think is what she said. I don't know. I don't know what the hell that call was all about. Go ahead, baby. Oh, no. Is Vlad back with some more? Hold on here. Let me play his first call. Go tomorrow. I, I know I'm calling it on the wrong side, but I really need some advice from a female. It has to do with this woman that just moved next door to me a couple days ago. She saw me in my backyard. I was just wearing my tiny little string bikini panties. And yeah. she wants me to go to the lake tomorrow Plausible. with her and her very young daughter. And mm-hmm. She wants me to wear these little string bikini panties that I have. Totally. Totally happens. I really need some advice like, to wear these around her and her daughter. Um, yeah, dude. I'm very serious about this. The three of us are. Oh, it's really serious. We go tomorrow. And serious to the heart attack. I really need some help on this issue today. We'll see, if, we'll see if we help this guy. I told yes, talk to, to him. Frankly. Mm-hmm. Hope to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. To hear that message again, press 1. Please record your message at the beat. When done, hit the pound key so I can play it back to you your approval. Hey, Fluttery. Uh- All right, real quick, for, for those of you who may be new listeners, this is Vlad. He's a guy. He calls into the uh, the party line that we occasionally mess around with, listens to personal, like, like voice personal ads from guys who want to talk dirty with women, and then he does an amazing female voice, right? You heard him kind of talking over this guy's message. Listen to his female voice. Done. Hit the pound key so I can play it back to your approval. Hey, it's Flattery. That's a guy. That's Vlad. I mean, it's so convincing. Um, sounds like a really intriguing situation. <laughs> um, definitely get back to me if you need some advice. Uh, it sounds like a crazy situation since it's in a connection. And we'll see if I can help out. All right, so you all know what's going on here. So Vlad just responded, like did a little voice message saying, Hey, come on, I'd love to chat with you. To the guy who was like uh, talking about how some woman wants him to wear panties on the beach or something hello hey it's flattery so now the the real voice chat has started he accepted her invite hi thank you so much for connecting i really appreciate this absolutely so go ahead and describe your whole situation um well my my neighbor she just moved in like 
two or three days ago, and mm-hmm. she saw me. If she I have to, if I get disconnected for like a second, I'll be like right back. But I'm, um, like if I have to like take another call, um, I'll be like right back with you. Okay, I'm like waiting on a pizza. Go ahead. Oh, oh, if you have to put me on hold. Yeah, it would be like just one second if I did. But go ahead. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. The. The neighbor woman, she saw me in my backyard. I was just wearing my little string bikini panties. Mm-hmm. And um, she asked me earlier today um, if I want to go to the lake with her and her very young daughter tomorrow. Uh, why do I think the very young daughter is going to play a very important role in this fantasy? And I'm like, yeah, you know, because I know them and stuff. And. You know, she's my neighbor, but she asked me, you know, to wear these little tiny panties. <laughs> um, panties? Like a geese? Like, I thought you said you were wearing a bikini. Well, they're little tiny string bikini panties. Um, so, is this something that like, you wear outside regularly or something? Like, what, how did she see you doing this? Like, just the plausibility level? It's just, I'm just kind of, how did that happen? Oh, I was I was wearing them out in my backyard. Um, mm-hmm. Just like she, getting some yeah. sun. Yeah, yeah, getting some sun. Mm-hmm. And, um, Does it just make you feel pretty? Is that what you like? Why you like to wear panties like that? Stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. They they make me feel real pretty, and and they're very very teeny. They like hard to cover up anything, and <laughs> um, you know, they're little strings, and they're. Um, the material is like real form-fitting, so like you can see mm-hmm. the indentation of everything, you know. So, real banana hammock. What is your concern about going to the lake? Well, it's going to be with um, with her uh-huh. and and her daughter, and her daughter's pretty young. Yeah, um, yeah but like kids love to kids love to swim, you know. Like you know, you bring some. Um, Glad encouraging this. You bring some of those. Um, those swim noodles, those, like, noodle playthings. Glad the pool noodles have a name. They're called fun noodles. Fun noodles. Anyway, uh, so the, these voicemails can only be two or three minutes long, so he gets cut off. So here's the, the start of the next voicemail. The, you know, the conversation continues. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I really appreciate your help on this. I mean, do you think I should wear these around her and her, and her daughter? Um... Why? Why wouldn't you? Is there some reason why, like, it would be a problem? Like, I mean, I know there's some places where, like, guys wear like speedos and stuff, and it's like not a big deal. So I guess if you're like just swimming, um, you know, it's like not a big deal. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of like a little different. Um, like, do you think it would be like a a problem where you're like getting excited or something? Well, whenever I wear these, um, I do um, I do get an erection inside of them, and you can really see like the indentation of my mushroom head, you know. And I <laughs> get like, a big wet spot. Um, I mean, they're really, really teeny weeny on me. And uh, I mean, do you think her daughter might might giggle at me? Or yeah, it's all about the daughter. I knew it. Like call me names or anything like that, or um. 
I think she'd definitely giggle at you and call you names, probably. But that's oh. probably, you'd probably like that, right? Well, what kind of names do you think she might call me? Like a, <laughs> like a bitch or, um, you know, panty-wearing <laughs> cunt or something like that? Or? Yeah, like how old is this girl? Like she'd definitely call you like a panty-wearing, like a three-year-old, definitely going to say that type of thing. Um, she'd probably be like... Oh. Good point, Vlad. Like, like a five-year-old knows the, the term panty-wearing, you panty-wearing cunt. Yeah, like how old is this girl? Like she'd definitely call you like a panty-wearing, like a three-year-old, something to say, that type of thing. Um, she'd probably be like, why is that Why is that middle-aged man wearing a bikini, Mommy? It's really confusing, something like that. Oh, um... Uh, I guess her her daughter uh, just turned ten, you know. Ten. We're we're not even close to puberty. We're years away from that. I know. I know that she'll definitely like be staring at me, but her mommy, you know, wants me to wear these, and they're they're little pink, you know. It's mom's fault. I mean, really teeny weeny. Now, what lake? What lake is it? What lake is it you're going to? Oh, it's a lake. It's not too far from where I live, and it's really secluded. Like, there's not a whole lot of people there. Right. One of those lakes with the old Indian names. It's, um, I believe the lake I'm going to is Lake Rape a Toddler, an old Iroquois name, I think. People that go there have, like, there's little private areas, but once in a while, like, somebody might walk by and, and see and see us, you know. But, mm-hmm. Um, well, that sounds very fucking exciting and not weird at all. <laughs> and I would love for you to say hi to all the freaks. Say hi, freaks. Oh, well, thank you. You sound really young. How young are you? Guys just plow on. When they don't understand something, like basically Vlad saying, hey, a bunch of people are listening. Say hello to all the freaks. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. How how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, that's pretty much the the last call I got from Vlad, so he must have ended the conversation after that. I don't think we can top it. We're going to end the voicemail segment right there. That's all the time we have on this edition of the show. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Back off, bitches. He's mine. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Remember, tomorrow's show is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Now's a great time. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back to end the week with a Friday program. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Scribe.net.